Father, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for your faithfulness. We remember who you are today, Lord God, in the midst here, Father. And I just thank you for another day of your grace over our lives. And so right now, Lord, as we open up your scripture, your word, your truth, Lord God, let it penetrate deep into our hearts. Let it bring revelation, Lord God, that um, sets us free, uh, Lord God, because in your presence is freedom, Father. So we just pray, Lord, that your presence would be here. Your presence would be on this business again, Lord God, that you would continue to guide this team, Lord God, into greater acts of worship and service unto you with the skills in their hands. Lord God, I just speak a blessing over every family in this business, Lord God, and I just ask, Lord, that you would shine your light upon them. Let your glory fall on them, Lord God. I pray for health and wealth, Lord God, in all aspects of their lives, Father, in their marriages, through their families and children, and extended families, Lord God. We just thank you uh, for this opportunity to come together, Lord God, and hear what you have to say to us. I pray, Lord, that you would open and soften our hearts today. We love you and we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, yeah, so this morning, I was, uh, it's an encouraging word. You know, um, <clears throat> I want you guys to think about uh, life. Life is often like a battle, right? You have battles in life. Um, you have seasons where you're victorious. You have seasons where you don't feel so victorious, right? Uh, you feel like you're either under attack or you're on top of the world, right? Life has these cycles, right? And, and that's just the way it is here. You know, we have our ups and our downs. What I want to encourage you with today is that you don't have to fight for you. God fights for you. You know, and, and this is my message today, is that we can be calm in the midst of a battle. We can stay calm. You can stay cool in the midst of a battle because God fights for you. Now, often we, it, that's hard to grab a hold of because that means letting go of control. That means letting go of the thought that you have ability to change the outcome of a situation. When in actual fact, you really don't. You know, think about your life. How many situations have the outcome gone exactly the way you wanted? Not often, right? But with God's grace, what we've seen is often what we thought was best for us, when we look at it, God has turned it around for His good, and it's actually even better. So when you when you rely on the Lord and say, I will trust not, I won't trust in my own understanding, but in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge God in this. I'm going to put him first, right? And that, those are the principles that we uh, as Christians want to live with. But today I want to zone in on this one point, that God fights for us. Just pause for a moment. Whatever situation you're in, God fights for you. I'm going to break down what that looks like in scripture, right? Um, but I was watching, I'm going to use basketball again as an analogy. I hope you guys don't get tired of this. But the Lakers right now are winning. They have the most wins in the NBA so far this season. And which is like the first time in their last 10 years of history they've got the longest winning streak. They're winning. But when you watch their games, yeah, they're fantastic. They end up winning. But the last two games that I watched, they've come back from a deficit. And, and what I find interesting with them <clears throat> is the other teams are doing amazingly. They're, they're shooting lights out on the three. 
They're, 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 they're penetrating their defense and they're scoring. And they're going down and down and down. What I find interesting with the Lakers is with the uh, veterans that are there, like the LeBron Jameses and these players that have been around for a while, is that they stay steady. They don't get flustered in the midst of the battle. And they play every quarter. So like last game, they were losing up to the fourth quarter. So it's much like in life. We can, we can play every quarter and some quarters will feel like I'm losing. Man, I'm 10 points down this quarter. The next quarter, oh my goodness, I, I got it down to only three points down. And by the second quarter, I was down 15 points. My life is going the wrong direction. The battle is beating me, it seems. Now you see a, a young team would panic and they lose sight of the way that their team has been built, the training that was given to them. What I find interesting with the Lakers is they just stick at their game and they keep plodding and pushing and pushing to the point where as an audience I'm thinking, I don't know if they're going to get out of this. The third quarter I'm like, man, it just doesn't look like you're going to be, the other, they're playing okay, but the other team are lights out. Every time they, they make an advancement, think of this like life, right? Suddenly there's another surge and the other team is shooting three-point shots and they just go ahead again. And you're thinking, maybe their winning streak is going to lose now. But by the fourth quarter, they stick at their game. They don't change anything. They stick at it and they persevere. They keep moving. They don't stop and say, ah, I give up. Think about it in life. So many times we feel like giving up, don't we? Like if it's hard, you'd be like, man, I'm going to give up on this relationship. Maybe that's something that's um, bothering you in life today. Or I'm going to give up on this dream or this situation that I feel should be happening but isn't. What I want to remind you is you may just be in the third quarter. The fourth quarter is coming, but the only way to win is to understand who is with you. And what I find interesting is like <clears throat> on the Lakers, they're saying, well, if, if, uh, if the brow, Anthony Davis, is injured and he goes out, which he was injured for a few minutes, they're like, what are we going to do? They're like, well, we have the king. We have LeBron. The king is with us. You should never, never really need to be that afraid. He's going to take us forward. And he did. So LeBron came through, got 15 points in the fourth quarter, got them back to within winning distance. Then, then Anthony Davis came back and he started to play and do what they do well. They didn't change their tactics, they did what was skilled unto them. They used their, their skills and their physical attributes the way that God had made them and kept using it right to the end, to the point where they won. But what I find interesting is they said, well, well even if Anthony Davis, think of us as Anthony Davis, right? We feel like we've been knocked out, we're injured, and he had a sore elbow or something. And he had to sit at the sideline. He's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to win. And they're like, hold up, hold up. Do you understand that you have the king with you? And today I want to remind you guys, whatever part of life you're in and whatever battle you're looking at, remember you have the king with you. The king of kings. I'm not talking about LeBron. I'm talking about Jesus, our champion, who defeated death for you who made the way for you and I to enter into the presence of God and who made a way for us to inherit what God has said, let it be here on earth as it is in heaven. 
Jesus has made the way, the King of Kings. I want to remind you, the King is here. The King is with you. So <clears throat> if you're in a part of life, whatever you're struggling with today, this is the word of encouragement. Regardless of whether you feel small like David, who's just a shepherd boy, you know, and he's just tending his sheep and there's lions out there. Or if you're just a feeble old woman who's been sick for so long and your, blood li your life is draining from you and all you need to do is grab hold of the king's garment and you will push through because the king fights, the Lord fights for us. Now, when we have that mindset, you can push through the third quarter because you know that you're secure at the end. You know that the Lord will be faithful to accomplish that which he has started in you when you have the right perspective. Isn't that encouraging? So yes, we have seasons. I'm going to call it quarters. Let's use basketball. We have quarters in life. Some quarters we come out blasting, right? Like with Henry and these guys, sometimes they come out on, the, on our basketball outreach and they're blasting threes nonstop or they're shooting and driving. <clears throat> and we're like, man, this is a sure win. And then there's a lull. Oh no, the team is coming back. You've got to keep pushing through every quarter, but with the right mindset to know that the Lord fights for you, that the King is with you. He's in the midst of your life. Isn't that amazing? The King of Kings, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is with you in these business meetings, is with you when you're with your family, is with you at the nighttime when you're struggling about fear for your children or your husband or your wife or your significant others or for your own future. Remember, hey, did you forget? The King is with you. Now, I'm going to open up this scripture from Exodus chapter 14, if you have your Bibles. <clears throat> and I believe you guys know all about the Egyptians and the Israelites leaving, right? As they, as they left, the Pharaoh then went, went berserk, right? And he wanted to send his entire army after them. After he said, yes, you may go. Moses, let my people go. And finally he submits to it and goes, okay, you can go. And then he changes his mind and goes, no way, you cannot go. I'm going to hunt you down. That's the prelim of this story before they get to go to part the Red Sea, right? And you know that story, right? I believe everybody knows that. If not, read through Exodus. But I'm going to zone in on one particular section um, in, in Exodus chapter 14. I'm going to start in, in verse uh, 10, okay? I'm going to start in verse 10. This is the mindset of the people in a quarter in their lives as they're moving through the quarters of life, as they're moving from slavery, remember, they're moving from slavery into the promised land, the freedom, the place that God has set for them. And this is the mindset that they had. As Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, the, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord. So remember, they'd just been freed. Everything that they desired. And then suddenly life changes. And it seems like a whole army is coming down on them. And they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Wow. It's like, man, life is crushing me. I don't think I'm going to survive this next quarter. Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? Man, I should have just stayed where I was in darkness and in sin and in slavery. I might have been safer. See, we got to be careful that we don't look back. 
You've got to understand where you were saved from. What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? I mean, that's complaining, right? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. When life's pressures come on us, sometimes we start to diminish the very things that we've been saved from. And I'll remind us today, you have been saved from sure death. Christ stepped in the line. He stepped in the way of that bullet. He stepped in the way and put himself on the cross and submitted his will to the Father in heaven to take our place. So your life is secure because of what he's done. But sometimes when it gets difficult, we want to go back to the old ways. And this is what I want to focus on, verse 13. I'm going to read this actually out of um, um, the Amplified Version. <clears throat> Here we go. Verse 13. Then Moses said to the people, so this is after all the complaints, this is what we need to say to ourselves, right? Do not be afraid. Take your stand. Be firm and confident and undismayed. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. It's kind of like that fourth quarter. It's coming. The king is coming. For those Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see again. Believe that on whatever you're battling today. It might be things that you're battling in your mind. It could be depressive thoughts. It could be anything like that. Believe that those things you will never see again. Because the Lord is going to do what? Verse 14. The Lord will fight for you. Wow. Only need to keep silent. You only need to keep silent and remain calm. Isn't that powerful? I want to stop there. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. And then this here in the Amplified says, stay silent. So often when struggles come, our mouths run. Babble, 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 babble. Oh man, I remember back in the day when I used to have all of these things. I didn't have these problems. Now I'm here. Ah. Oh. And then your mouth runs. Beware what you're speaking. The Lord says, look, just be calm. Stay silent. The king is here. And he will fight for you. And those things that look like mountains will soon go away and never be seen again. This is faith and belief. But it does mean one thing. You need to relinquish control or the thought that we have any control of this outcome. It says the Lord will fight for you, not you're going to make this situation different. It says, no, the Lord's going to sort this. You see, when you let go of things in life, you've got to let go fully. Oftentimes we let go, but we're holding on to a string. Because we want to control the outcome of letting go. Or we think we have the ability to change that circumstance. He's saying here, look, I know it looks dire. This is where you need to trust in me. Don't get into a pattern of complaining and unbelief. How many of us have a complaining pattern when things don't go well? It's a natural reaction. Ah, blah, 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 blah. You see a grumbling spirit. Oh man, this is happening, right? We can all do it. 
if we've lost sight of who's with us. The king is here. So God is saying what? To jump around? To scream and shout? In this instance, he's saying, stay calm. Chill. Chill. Be still. And be silent. That, to me, speaks of don't go into your flesh. Get your mindset right and say, who's with me? The king. He's with me today. And then I find in verse 15, it's quite interesting. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Now, you see, this to me speaks of what? Not stopping when life gets hard. Remember, like I said with the Lakers, as they were losing, they could have just given up, right? And lost sight of their vision, which is to win. But they didn't. They kept moving, believing that at some point they're going to break through. They kept doing what God has given them to do. It's like, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't, grow, don't stop what God has placed before you because of circumstances. Keep loving. Keep giving grace. Right? So when you're dealing with a difficult person, maybe, don't stop being love. Be bigger than the circumstance. Because you're believing that God is fighting for you. So you need only be faithful. Be calm and be still. Don't get caught up in the whirlwind of, of chismes, like chit-chat and fight and grumbling and complaining. Because that's what happened to these Israelites. They started a pattern of grumbling, and for 40 years they were grumbling and complaining. And in fact, that generation didn't get to enter in fully to the promised land. So today, our encouragement is, God fights for me. Isn't that powerful? So whatever you're facing today, I want to encourage you with this. That you don't fight, let God fight. Secondly, you have no control over that circumstance. God has. So when you try to lay hold of it, you're only going to cause stress. What does he say here? Stay calm. Because he knows that the opposite of calm is stress. And so when we're stressed, it's because often we're trying to, we've taken our minds off who's with us. That God is in fact in control of your future. God is in fact in control of those relationships. I'm going to use one more picture here. When you forgive somebody, you relinquish control of what happens with that person. You'd have no more control of how they're going to respond to that forgiveness, how they're going to change, or what they're going to do with it. If you're a control freak, this is a big problem. And I think all of us, to a degree, have control freak issues. Right? We want to fix things. We want to make it right. But when you forgive, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. Those were Jesus' words. What does that say? Yeah, I might want to change something here in this circumstance that's difficult, that's hurting me, or potentially going to hurt me. But I'm going to trust that my God fights for me. I need only be silent and stay calm. How difficult is it to cover your lips and not speak when somebody hurts you? Right? It's so hard when it's something close to your heart or you feel mortally offended. You know what offense is? I always say this with Rosie. Offense is really our pride being popped. When you feel offended, it's just really our pride being 
Because actually, if you think about what you've been saved from, you can go, well, man, even yet while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. And so my focus today is that my God fights for me. Therefore, I will continue to forgive and to love and to let God deal with how that forgiveness is outworked in that person. Or to let God deal with how this situation will be turning out in my life. It feels like I've got a whole Egyptian army about to crush my head and there's no way out. There's a sea in front of me and an army behind me. I'm going to either drown or be speared. God says, stay calm. I'm here. The king is here. and I will fight for you. And we know what God did. He said, raise up your scepter. He separated the sea. They walked through and those enemies were no longer to be seen. Right? God provided the way in the fourth quarter. When you just think you've got no more juice in life left or that there's just no more chance. I mean, the last three minutes, in the last one minute of the final chapter, of the final quarter of my life, I don't think I can love anymore. God says, keep on moving. Trust me. At just the right time, I will complete that which I started in you. Because I will do the fighting. You need only trust. So those are the things that today I believe if we can walk knowing that the King is with us, that God fights for me. I believe that when you meditate on that, when you look at any circumstance in your life, either personal, corporate, or public, whatever it is, on this, look at it with the mindset that the King is with me. And he's going to fight this battle. Therefore, I can be love. I can be grace where there is no grace. I can be Christ in this situation because he stepped in the gap for me. Because I know that ultimately God will make that circumstance righteous. Not just right, but righteous by me acting in holiness. You see? So we need to continue in a faith today. Don't stop believing. Because you may be in that fourth quarter and sigh young if you give up. God is saying, I'm coming through. My promises are yes and amen. And I put it on my own name. So therefore, I will do what I said I will do. My guarantee is sigurado. For sure. So today, let me just read that one more time. Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm and silent. Keep on moving. Don't stop believing. Amen?